You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 229 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Shane, oh my gosh, you're looking so hot today. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I Thanks. Know, I, well, listen, I know that you're, you're I'm talking very about your long hair and how you hate it, but oh my gosh, how pretty do you look today? I'm very hot because it's 91 degrees outside. That's hot. Even though I feel like people in Arizona are looking at us like, man. Yeah, whatever, dude. That's also why we don't live in Arizona. Exactly. I've been to Arizona before, and it was hot. Yeah, it was I've the been, summer too, dude. I don't. But the thing is, people don't go outside there. Yeah. In the day, they I went to Arizona go. once, and it was a it was a great time. Oh no, I had fun. But it too. was very hot, and every even shitty apartments where I was staying, yeah, had giant swamp coolers in them. They're they like, have to. No. Yeah, it's like that's where it's, that's where it's like part of the law melt on you. Like the blacktop there, you can tell it's had better. It's seen better days. Yeah, it's part of the, the winter laws. there. They though, go, is we perfect. do not. Don't you dare go in there. There was a security guard standing outside. He goes, does that house have a swamp cooler? Are you serious? And I said, sir, I believe it does. He goes, you can go in there. Then. How hot does it have to be where security is making sure that it has a swamp cooler? They were checking our rectally, <laughs> checking our temperature going, yeah. You need to you, maybe work some of this out. You can, and, go, uh, you can go in there. I was like, geez, I just came out to the vending machine. <laughs> I just want a Snickers. Like, I just, you know, I don't need like, to get frisked. Anally. Care about your health. Well, that's you know what they're they're caring people down there, so that's great. Tony's from there. That's great. This episode, we, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to talk about, especially the band, right? Because we this is the this is the first time we've done Striper. Didn't we do To Hell with the Devil? I don't like, think we have. We haven't. I don't. I this is the first time I feel like I've listened to. Now you know or not? Did you go back and look through the list and see? No, I I guess I don't know 100. percent yeah, because I I feel like we did to hell with the devil, but I could be completely. I don't wrong. think we have, man. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't think we have. I just uh, listen. First uh, appearance for. I feel like I am with to hell with the devil. Some sweet fucking Christian rock. But you know what they they say the word hell in that. But on this album, they up the ante. God damn. They say G D evil. Are you prepared to say God damn? No. You're not prepared to say, I mean, you always say GD, but are you prepared for this because it is the title of the album I'm gonna, to say- I, No, I'm going to let you, you say, say it. You say GD evil? Yes. I want to hear you say it. Say G-D it. GD evil. No. I want you, I want to hear no, it. No, 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 no. You, plus you're you, not, you're not even, you're not prepared. Plus you can't even put me on the spot like that because you know God I'm not going to do it. damn evil. That's with a capital G, a capital D, and a capital- I don't like to take the Lord's e, name in vain, son. Capital V-I-L. But no, it's gonna, I'm I'm actually really excited to talk about it. This is, uh, this has been a, a long time coming. I feel like because you're a well-known Striper fan for many years, and, many, many, many years, and uh, this is the first time that we've had a chance to do it. I'm which I'm surprised about. But uh, Are, you were never a fan of Striper, or I don't. I mean, the, I mean, I heard of Striper, but they weren't. Uh, I was never like I'd heard their big hits. 
but I never really got to into it yeah, for some reason. You know? Well, they got on early on. I mean, MTV was still a, a maybe a teenager at that time, uh-huh. but Striper was on there regularly. They had Calling on You that was on there. What was uh, that? What was that soft song they did a long time ago? Honestly, yes, that's it exactly. Yeah, yep, it's you're right. uh, it's from To Hell with the Devil, no. and it's about our sweet baby Jesus Christ, yeah, our Lord, I got and it. Savior. I, I'm with you, and he. Which is weird because when you hear Robert Sweet or Michael Sweet sing about anything that's beautiful, it's like, how do I? You're not even talking about a lady, dude. You're talking about Jesus all the time. What if he goes, okay, guys, I'm not serious. I wrote an acoustic song. It's about my wife. Mm -hmm. Everyone just listens to it and goes, no, dude, you're singing about Jesus. That's all right. Listen, that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, you're singing about a man that I want has to be... fucking beautiful blue eyes, long blonde hair, and a giant beard, dude. What yes. the W? Because it's not like he came from the Middle East, because he's he's definitely white, which is weird sure. because his wife has beautiful blue eyes, long blonde hair, without the beard. Michael Sweets. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, wife. okay. I thought you were talking about Jesus. And but like, are we going to get into some doctrine today? But what are we doing? she is Jewish. So what? there is that. Are you serious? She's beautiful. Wow. She I is feel- like a she's like an angel. She is like the female version of Jesus H. Christ. I'm gonna have to look that up. I I need to see this from my own eyeballs. She's with my not, own eyeballs. She's not ugly. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's a good way to put it. I feel like. Sorry, Jesus, for all this talk. But, uh, <laughs> We're also talking about Countess Dracula from 1971, and I feel like it was time to get a, get a throwback, man. It was time to throw it back to the days before you and I were born mm, yeah. to see some hot chicks in Hammer films, and I feel like yeah, I feel like that's that's that was the mood I was in when I chose. I guess. Oh, I, I'm I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. All right. kind, it's what? it's it's bizarre to think that it came out. It was two years before I was born. Yeah. Not to age myself, but you know, jeez, yeah. this is yeah, this is older than you. This has been around. This movie on this was earth longer than you have. Yeah, how did they watch the movie? Did it come out in theaters? Oh, it had to, because that's what that's all it was back then. They didn't have VHS. They didn't have in, anything like that in France or, or this is Great Britain. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure it was there. It could have been here. I'm not. I'm not like 100 percent on the details to be honest with you. But it had to. The movies were made for the theater back then, in the theater only. Oh, that's interesting, right? How weird would it be? To the only time you ever see movies is in the theater. Now we have Netflix, and the only reason we don't watch movies on Netflix is because we can't choose one. There's so many. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, do we go see Lawnmower Man, or do we go see? You know, whatever. Yeah, else there was, was like only was. two things out at a time that you wanted uh, to see. Beauty and the Beast. Which are we going to go see? It I know what like I want to see. It was like that, like when we were kids, man. Yeah. So it's like we're not we're not that much over to, and we're not that much past the, those times. But I got a, a couple of things to talk about. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this last weekend was a huge weekend for throwback fans. Right. A couple things. First of all, I'll start with the smaller one. All right. Small. Well, the, the 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 thing that had less impact on me. Okay, but but I'm very happy to know happened. Um, outside or back in the in the great state of New Jersey, oh, there right. was a reunion of sorts with uh, TB Monstrosity and Argyle Ghouls. Are you kidding? Blitzkin. No, he's back. He went out and played. TV monstrosity went and did out. some blitz kid. Yes, he did with our, it was an Argyle Goolsby show, but TV came out and they sang a lot of the old stuff. 
That's awesome. I'm pumped for that. I was, I I don't know who knows. He's probably an accountant by now or whatever, but wouldn't it be great if they started doing that shit again, man? Oh yeah. Well, it's not, it's, it's a little too soon for a giant, uh, reunion tour. Well, no, I'm not. Bands have to break up and they got to be out about 10 to 15 years. I'm I'm not getting my hopes up, but how great would it be to hear Pretty in a casket, pretty in a casket. Well, yeah, dude. Over, like, live. Who, who's your favorite? TB is your better singer for Blitzkid. Oh, there's, never there's wanna, no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah, you never want, you want to hear, our, you want to see Argyle Goolsby well, jump around and go, look, I'm a vampire. Right, yeah. And you want, yeah. And you want TB to sing the freaking and TB's, songs. And TB's, the thing I like about TB is he's all business. He's He doesn't jump around. He doesn't flash his fangs at people or have those crazy eyes. And he's just like, Holds anymore, he throws a little, anymore. Yeah, he, he just, throws a little white flower on that's it. That's what I'm saying. And he says, let's go out there and do it. And everyone goes, fucking TB. Uh, I, every, every Blitz Kid fan knows that TB is apparitional? Is the, is got the bigger balls. La- oh, yeah, duh. He's got the big, bouncy balls of Blitz Kid. <laughs> oh, what's that other song? Uh, Jane Doe. Yeah. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah, that's a great one, too. No, I'm, I was just pumped to see the TB still. That's not fantastic. Dead, you know, and stuff like that. Well, he's been in, like, he he, he loves metal bands. Yeah. He's, he's been in two metal bands. Oh, I, for, I haven't even... I The last I heard of him is, was like, Apparitional. What was that, 2009 or something? Oh, yeah, he's been in... I can't remember the names, but he's been in two metal bands. Oh, rock. I did not know. But, but he, he went, hey, guys. I'm not going to fucking sing on this shit. Why? I, I want to play some rock guitar. Well, sure. I mean, you know? I, I guess I get that. You know, whatever. You mean, you, you do what's hitting you He's in like, the guts. I know you guys know me as a great big fucking rock and roll star, <laughs> but I just want to play guitar <laughs> in your oh shitty little band. But by the way, your band will get better and get bigger likes on Facebook because <laughs> I'm in it. Oh, and it's yeah. true. He's like, listen, I have a I have a faithful following of people who are breaking into their forties right now, and yeah, and uh, totally into their forties, uh, right? <laughs> well, listen, whatever. I'm just I was just happy to see that uh, that they uh, they were back, and he's That's out great. playing, doing some Blitzkid stuff. Because I I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I love Blitzkid. I mean, and Calabrese and Zombies went back out. I don't, and did I, some dates. I saw Calabrese, but they never really stopped. I've never even heard of Zombies, dude. Maybe that's your they're, fault for not putting them on they the are, show. They are so good. Well, they never had anything. Really? They're fun. They had an EP. And that's it. Good. Really? And now they're going, hey, good news. We might have enough money to put out a, an album. How sad is that, though, dude? That you can't even put out an album in this day and age. Or Calabrese won't spend the cash to put you out. Well, Calabrese's dad's too busy hoarding all the millions of dollars that He's they're making. <laughs> He's like, are you sure you want to go out with these zombiestie guys? But I don't know. Zombies did grow up with uh, them in Arizona. Oh, I didn't know that. So okay. they're like best of friends. They're out on tour right now. How about that? Didn't uh, I just saw that? What's that? Ba- oh my gosh! I just, uh, Stellar corpses and are they? I think they're on tour right now with uh, good old uh, Argyle Goolsbees. Oh, is it? Okay, so I got that mixed up. Okay, Argyle. Well, I don't know if it's the same thing. I but- don't know either. Stellar Corpses were on tour there for a little bit with uh, Argyle Goolsby. Hmm. Oh, the horror very, punk, the psychobilly, it's uh, all very just very incestuous and whatever. But anyway, the one thing I did that did affect me very hard. Yes. This last week. what weekend. I've been waiting for. You keep talking about all this other sorry, shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I want to get to the meaty one. Joe Bob Briggs, 24-hour last drive-in. He hosted, what was it, 13 movies, 24 hours. Really? It, it was so big. It was on Shutter. They were streaming it. It was so big that 
it broke shutters, all of shutter servers. Like you couldn't even. That's fantastic. You couldn't even watch it until. So, so here's what happened. I was in kind of a bummed out mood. So it was supposed to start at seven our time. I was in a bummed out mood and, and, uh, and then Jenny had a friend who's opening up a, uh, a haunted house on Friday the 13th. And so we ended up going to that. He only showed like a third of it and it was pretty cool. But the whole time I was like, you know what I'd rather be doing right now? Joe Bob Briggs. Watching Joe Bob Briggs. But I was like, well, since we can't really do that anyway, we went and it was fun, whatever. But I got back around 10, 11 p.m. We were up until 8 a.m. watching movies. Jesus and then Christ, I, then you, I, you're a fucking savage. Well, and then I, I, I was trying. You don't have that on DVR or anything like that? Well, no, no, no. It was just streaming. But the thing is, is since they, since they screwed up the first view, they put it up all on shutter streaming. So they're all there now. Oh. And, and since then, I've gone back and watched all the movies. So I've seen all 13. Seeing Joe Bob again was amazing. I mean, this I guy, know. I, I saw him on TMC. I mean, everybody know, remembers Monster Vision. That's because you're younger than me. I remember him on TMC and then Monster Vision. That's the movie channel? Yeah. Uh-huh. Was it? Yeah, it was TMC. But I totally... It was. Just, but the thing is, dude hasn't lost a step. He's still as He's sharp good. as ever. He's still as hilarious as ever. Give him some shit on Netflix. I really think that after this and after the... I mean, and the internet's just been buzz. And he was like the Did number... Did he sign a contract with Shudder? No, I don't I don't think he has. Come but, a death row. But he, he was the number one trending thing on twitter for yeah a while. i that i got on twitter i saw that yeah. hashtag joe bob briggs yep. all over the place and he was there and the thing is i hope what happens is that shutter's like hey let's do a let's do a bi-weekly or a monthly thing with joe bob that we stream it was not i'm not gonna lie to you it's it was nice to have to be it was like you have to be there to watch tv because that's that's a thing of the past like right now you I, just stream everything but it was, i agree with it that. was nice to be like i gotta be home at this time and this time Kids these days may not understand that, but I remember having yeah. to get home for USA up all night. I remember having to get home for, for Monster Vision. Or you stuff. were stoked when you got home and went, ooh, it's just started. That's what right. I'm saying. Or yeah. yeah, you get halfway through and it's just like, yes. That's that's a that's a very good point. Oh, d- I mean, it's if you put it on Netflix, everyone will watch it and love him. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it'll just kind of be like, oh, yeah, Well, and I the thing is, is and even if you miss it, even if you can't do it, like on Shutter, they'll put it up. You know, but I wanted I want to be there. I want to experience yeah. it. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm an old dinosaur, or whatever. But I'm not gonna lie to you, that ruled. He, I mean, all the movies I didn't love. Like he did uh, Boggy Creek, which is kind of slow and oh, weird. Yeah. I have a tough time with that one. But he did some great movies. He did uh, oh, Hellraiser. He, he did Hellraiser. In fact, the question of the episode that we did, um, I changed my whole answer because I'm gonna do Joe Bob Briggs movies that he that he. Uh, uh, Hosted and All so right. for our, for our deep double feature, the horror double feature right. coming up. Anyway, I just wanted to. I, oh, and by the way, you guys, I had the busiest couple of weeks the last couple of weeks. I didn't put out a movie this Friday. I will put it up this weekend. It'll be Schoolgirls in Chains, intro by yours truly. But that probably won't come out till Sunday night. All right, but it will happen. Schoolgirls in Chains. When did that come out? Oh, 70 something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, juicy titties in it, or I, just to be honest with you, I haven't even seen it. I just is like there the, any chains running across bare naked breasts? Uh, if there's not, I'm, I want my money back. Yeah, if there's not, I want my money back. They might be metaphorical chains. I hope that's not true, but we'll see how it goes. No, it's got to be real chains. That's what I'm saying to you, man. Of course, you are chained up, lady, <laughs> and you're not getting away. All right. Do you have anything to add or should we get into the question of the episode? Yeah, I don't. I don't. So let's do this. The question of the episode that we asked last episode that uh, you guys are supposed to call in your answers and we got some calls. So that's good. Good news. Things are looking up. Um, the, uh, the question was this. If 
if you were to have a bunch of friends over for a summer horror night out on the back patio, and they're not necessarily horror fans. I mean, you've you set the scene. You've got your screen out there. You've got your uh, projector projecting. We did that for Jenny's birthday. It was super right. fun. But you, you have that. You're just going to have a nice night out, drink some beers, and watch some horror movies. And they're not familiar with horror movies. Yeah, well, maybe some of them are, some of them aren't. But, you right. know, not everybody is. So what would that night's double feature be? Why don't we get right into those calls, Shane? I love it. Is All right, first up on the voicemails, after we get Ricky's one ear uh, headphones going. It's working. We got Alan. Here he is. Oh, Alan. Is my mic good? Hey, guys. This is Alan. Sound good to me. i a call about the last episode. And first off, I love the Mouth of Madness. Oh my gosh, I think yes! It's one of my favorite movies that I've seen in a while. And you were right; it did sort of sneak by when it came out. I saw it, I think, twice in the theater with two different groups of friends, and we we just I loved totally missed it. Uh, and for the question of the episode, I'm going to start off. I'd start off watching my friends watch John Carpenter's The Thing. Perfect. Ding! Oh, Perfect. Just such a good movie. Oh, it's the best. And then I think for the second movie. I would let them watch Slither because Ooh, that's kind of a funny one. It's yeah. got some gore, but it's not over the top gore, and so you don't want to. And they're probably going to be know, a little wasted by them that. They want to laugh. They've got a lot of right? humor in it, so I think they would probably enjoy that. So, yep, that's it. It's a smart that. man. Yeah, I like that. So, but it also has Nathan Fillion, yeah. who became to, to who came to be a huge star, and so right. now they can see. I mean, because I mean, you got Kurt Russell, you got Wilford Brimley, you got a bunch of, of, of recognizable faces uh, in the thing. That was one of mine, though. Was it okay? The thing, and well, I'll just say The Exorcist. Ooh, the, so that's what I'm showing to my friends. Well, cool. That's awesome. I, so, dang on that, and someone will say Exorcist. The Exorcist. Well, dang. well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, I don't know who this is actually. We're, I feel like from, I feel like this, I may have mislabeled this, so we're just going to go freestyle. Hey, Mike and Shane, this is Tony, Tony. Arizona calling to answer the question of the episode. What double feature would I choose? That's a tough one. Uh, I thought about it a lot and I think I would choose. John Carpenter's The Thing from 82. <laughs> and then there is an old movie called Curse of the Demon. Oh, the 50s it one. it is from 1957. Yes. But it holds it's up really remarkably good. well. I gotta you watch have to that. sort of it's really good. some of the acting and everything. But the story is actually pretty interesting. And uh, so anyway, that's the two that I would do. All right. I will talk to you guys later. I think you might have called back in. Hey, Mike and Shane and little baby oh, Ritzy. This go. is Tony out in there Arizona. I have a baby few Ritzy. quick comments for you guys on <laughs> In the Mouth of Madness. I watched this about a month ago for the first time, so it is relatively fresh in my mind. One thing that made an impression on me was the, in the very first half of the movie, how it was acted, the dialogue, some of, some of the setups of it, reminded me a lot of 1940s noir movies, so ah, especially okay. Humphrey Bogart and his portrayal of Sam Spade or Philip Marlowe. We see that you have a guy who's very competent, but he gets drawn into a world that is really way above his head. Right. He so know. what are my theories about the movie in general? Well, number one, I think that we are supposed to believe as a viewer that the old gods are starting to come through. So the Lovecraftian characters and that Cain and his works are basically a fetish that are used to focus the old gods power. And it becomes a circular thing as more and more people read, more and more people start to believe the Energy power increases, bigger. and it just mm -hmm. increases exponentially. 
I also think that Hobbs Inn was a real place, and he was able to, once he gained a lot of power, was able to put up some type of a dimensional barrier where only the people that he wanted could get in or out. I felt that both Styles and Trent were real people and that they were not creations of Sutter Kane. I thought that once they went, or once he allowed them to come into Hobbs End, he gained a ton of control over them. Almost the same amount of control that he would have over characters that he created. And I think that's what, toward the end of the movie, when Trent is talking with Charlton Heston's character about that Linda had been written out. We ah. see that Kane has, at that point, has gained so much power, even over other people, that he's able to sort of kind of like cloud their memories and make, make people forget about certain things. It's the bewitched. In the first part of the movie, no. it was only people that had read the books would be directly affected. But now it's, we see that as Kane has gained a lot of power, that he's able to subtly manipulate people who have even never read his stuff. I have to kind of disagree with Shane a little bit. I do not feel that <laughs> Trent was Sutter Kane. I thought that he was a separate person and his own and, when, and was a real person. And again, once he was once they were drawn into Hobbs End, again, he they had so much control over him that he might as well have been uh, a fictitious character that that Kane used. You could have some questions about, well, why did Kane write out Linda? Why not just have her come back as well? What was the purpose of that? And I took that in the realm of if Kane is sort of becoming one of these old gods or becoming one of these creatures, that these things are chaos creatures and they kind of feed off of fear and terror. Feeding and, on the and, fear. Uh, misery. And that's a way to increase that's a Trent's that's misery. Is yeah, Trent knows, I mean, oh, even nobody's uh, going to believe me and all this other Freddy Krueger was so, like that towards the end. Um, let's see. What else was there? There's there's so much in this movie. It's really good. I really like it. And there's so, I mean, you could go on for just hours about the thing. But those are just some of my thoughts on it. So with that, I will sign off. Big kisses for everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Mike. This I is mean, Tony out I like it. Well, you called oh back in. Hold on a He's second. He's got three different fucking styles of, uh, <laughs> so, of vocalizing. I, you know, it's funny because when I do these with a the Mac, they just go into each other. So I try to catch them, and I didn't catch that one very quick. No, but I'm saying you know what, it's but like, he, but he, here's the this, thing. that one really funneled into my skull like he was going, and I'm talking to you. Yeah, he sounded, he, he could definitely. Well, like, the other two, oh, he, two of these recalls, one was an MP3 he recorded. Uh, let me tell you about what you said. The really, the really clear one, though, is that he could like be one of the audio book readers. Well, he's got, yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's got two like he's, podcasts he, of his own. Oh, does he? Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. then, yeah. Um, the, th- the thing I liked about what he had to say is, <clears throat> I mean, in the mouth of madness, that movie, I feel like, I mean, he did a great job interpreting what it was, but the thing is, is I feel like there's so many different ways that you could have taken that, you could have mm-hmm. thought this or whatever. You could have thought that, that Sutter Kane was whatever. I mean, even though he disagrees, you could have thought that the styles never existed, stuff like that. And I feel like any kind of HP Lovecraft adaptation, if you don't have those questions at the end, if you don't have whatever, it it didn't really touch you. Because, I mean, uh, what was it? Oh, shoot. Dreams in the Witch House, even though it was just like an episode of Masters of Horror. 
I mean, it's pretty, it's a lot more straightforward as far as where it starts and where it ends. But in the middle, it's like, you don't know what's going on because with most, most of HP Lovecraft stuff, it's all in the mind of the person. It's all in right. how he's interpreting and how the storyteller is, is uh, uh, you know, is interpreting what's going on. And that, I feel like that's the beauty of HP Lovecraft, which uh, I tried to read some of his stuff though on audiobook. It's hard. Cause he's, I mean, he's got some old, like, English stuff going on. Yeah. He's, and I'm not going to lie to you. He comes up with great ideas, but a lot of his writing is very dry. And I don't want to get like torch or like torch for that stuff or whatever, but it's like, it's hard. Like it, I feel like some of the best adaptations that, that have ever been done with HP Lovecraft or some of my favorite. Anyway, remember the, remember that movie we did, uh, the call of the Cthulhu Cthulhu with, uh, remember we did, it was a black and white one and it was like old timey, Vaguely, I feel like we did that. I think we did that on the video show. Uh, did we? I don't remember. But it was that, and then uh, I mean, it, I feel like, but that was a straight up taken from H.P. Lovecraft's work. Right. There's not. There's a lot of things that say, oh, well, uh, the Shadow of Innsmouth was the uh, inspiration for movies like Dagon or this. Right. And that. Right. And so I feel like a lot of the movies that have been made aren't just straight up interpretations of his work it's more of hey here's here's the in, you can see the influences well, what was that one with al from uh quantum leap i'm why am i drawing a blank right now oh oh, oh he did uh remember that, i think we did that on the show at one point or something but i oh my gosh i am blanking on that but the thing is is even though it was uh it, that movie was supposedly a straight up uh you know story uh from hp lovecraft no there was a lot of liberty taken because a lot of his stuff just maybe will not like interpret directly over to being a film, and that was made in the '60s or '70s. But even then, right? It was it was like, oh my gosh, how could I'm going to look that up and I'll bring it up, but I cannot remember the name of it right now, and I'm and I'm bummed out. About but how it. was how great was Al popping in on uh, Scott Blackula all the time? Just going <laughs> once you go Blackula, man, you what can't go back. Hell's going on. You are now a uh, oh boy. You know, Oh boy, a waitress in Vienna. My favorite about thing. Get, getting ready to get pounded. My by favorite some. beginning was when he wakes up, opens up a door with a mirror, and he's a Down syndrome guy. He says, I'm retarded. Mm. <laughs> it was a oh different time. It was a different time. You could have said that. And word. you could say that about H.P. Lovecraft, too. Oh, it was yes. a different yeah, time. He, uh, well, let's just leave that to be. Uh, so Tony, let's see if this is really Tony or if it was a fake Tony. And Tony, work on your, uh, you know, mixing because no, 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 he did a great MP3. He let's not discourage him from calling. I, the I thing. love him to call in. He called me his sweet boy. You, you are a sweet on boy. Instagram. He called me my sweet boy. <laughs> I, I know. I, I my, that. my sweet boy. All right. I love him. I just I like how he calls call Ricky little baby Ricky. <laughs> little baby Ricky, my sweet boy. <laughs> Whatever. We, we, he, little baby. Stay Ritzy. tuned. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Little baby. Hey, Ricky. Mike. This is Tony out in Arizona, and Shane and little baby Ricky. How are you guys doing? <laughs> hey. hey, I got a quick, maybe question of the episode. Feel free to use it or oh, I'm going to use it. Whatever it. you want to do. But I was thinking about some of the old classic horror movies, and it got me to thinking of: Is there any horror movie or thriller that can really stand the test of time, or does everything eventually become dated? Yeah, and maybe it's just about nostalgia. That that's that's a good question. That I'm using that not for what this one, but for the next those? one. And again, it can be horror, thriller, or pretty much any genre that you wanted. Also, I have a quick recommendation. 
when you guys were uh, with Charlton Heston being in in the Mouth of Madness, it got me to thinking about some of his old movies. And there was a western that he was in with, I believe. Oh, I can't think. It's not Lee Marvin. Um, I can't think. James Colburn. That's the guy. Oh yeah, he's a anyway, big. Anyway, it's called big Last of the Hard Men. It was made, I think, back in the. Mid to late seventies. I am not a Western aficionado. Uh, yeah. It is a little I'm bit dated, watch it, but it's a pretty cool. I, I, I like most old westerns. I, I just don't watch with, them. You know, themes of revenge and and uh, are you hard enough? Are you strong enough to kind of do what you need are to do you that type of thing? And how far enough? would you go? With certain things. All right. Uh, I guess that's about it. But I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to watch that. Oh, in yeah. the next day or so. Do you know what's funny is I, I buy a lot of like Western. At this point, you can buy a lot of Western box sets for very cheap, right? I mean, because like they're from $7. the 60s. And yeah, yeah. I've got a ton of those and I do like Westerns. I just, for some reason, never get around to them. And, you know, the last time I watched like Westerns, a lot of Westerns is when my, when my wife at the time was in the hospital and we had to stay overnight. I stayed up all night watching it. Like, I went across the street to Best Buy, bought this like Western set for like 10 bucks, and then I watched all of them that night. <laughs> and it was the it was a trilogy of The Man with No Name, too. So that was part of it. Oh. So it's like, yeah. I mean, so obviously it was a good one, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's not that's not something I get into very The much. Western that I saw was that uh, The West World <laughs> remake not, not, from back in the old spaghetti. The, the no, old no, no, day. Oh, you our, mean the original West The original, the original West World. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a Western, I guess. With, with guess what? Yule Brenner. The bald guy. Do you know what's funny? My grandma's maiden name is Brenner, and she is related to Yule Brenner. Oh my God! Yes, I didn't get any of his money funneled down. To <laughs> Did me, you? So. Is she still alive? Yeah. Huh? Give her a kiss on the cheek and say, grandma, "I'll give her a kiss on the grandma, cheek." Grandma, no we what. are so happy that you're related. To oh, she Yule doesn't Brenner. care. She's she's like you know whatever. It doesn't. They matter. don't really care when they because get that they, old. They're just like, like, well, no. Even then, it was like, yeah, he's like my second. Either they don't shit. care at all, or they really care. <laughs> Did I tell you that I'm related to Yule Brenner? <laughs> right. Who the fuck is he, Grandma? We don't give a shit. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing with the sports car? So I'm going to go back and take that question, and, and I'm going to, because I've got one, a good, a good one for today, but I'll use it for next one. That way, it saves me some time having to come up with one. So that's that's nice. And this is particularly a good one, so we'll just do that. I like that. We got one more call. It's from my buddy, Ty. Here he is. Ty. Tie or die, baby. Tie or die. Hey, guys. Oh, he nice. sounds like your friend. I think if I was going to show a double feature. What is that supposed uh, to mean? Summertime classics. I think I would show some of Stephen King's less known or probably less known movies. Right. That'd be Salem's Lot. Good one. That's a long Very one. Very good one. Silver Bullet. A little bit of Vampire. Silver Bullet is great. You know, both pretty good. You can't. Can never go wrong with coked out Gary Busey. <laughs> fucking a. Right, guys, he might have fucking trumped me on that. I like that. <laughs> no, no. no. In the, so thanks, Ty, Is for that calling it? in for yeah. He was he did like Salem's Lot and Silver Bullet. I love Silver, Silver Bullet. Bullet. Is fantastic. First of all, it's got the beautiful Corey Haim in it. God rest his soul. You know. Uh, did I tell you I met him at a horror hound uh, before he was dead? It was a weird <gasps> thing. It was very weird. Would have been awesome if you had met him after you. No, no, it's funny. <laughs> if they if they brought him in a coffin, like some of those handlers back then, you know, Corey Feldman and all that, they're right. like, well, I do have the rights to show his corpse here. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't like pay to get his autograph at one of these things. He was actually hanging out, laying, sitting back in a couch with his with his like neck back because he was on pills or whatever. I don't know. I don't judge. And then all of a sudden, I was sitting across from him on my phone, or whatever. He looked up. 
and we just started talking. And I'm like, I knew who he was immediately because I ain't gotta, you know, all that stuff, whatever. And I knew it was, and I was going to be like, man, you look terrible, but he looked (laughs) terrible. Haggard. Oh my gosh. I mean, because the thing is, is I think it was 2013. Just say, dude, that's five years ago. That's five years. So he's, he's, I think he's five years older than me. So he's probably my age now, back then. Man, did he look bad. Did you say, bro, you want a water? Some no, bacon? I did not say want, uh, I offered him a beer because I had a, at those, at those uh, conventions, you can have a backpack full of beer. And I just walked around with Bud Light like in my backpack the whole time. I, I did not my, know that. Oh, no, yeah. I walked all day long with a Bud Light in my hand. I'd throw it away. Get, it, you know, they got warmer and warmer as the God, day would go damn, on. Damn, I did not know that. No, it's fun. That. In fact, but, but the problem is I got pretty wasted one night, and I told you the story about the guy who played the new uh, uh, Leatherface. Who is oh, six yeah. foot five and probably three hundred pounds of pure muscle? Jaworski. He no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's Peter cool. Jaworski. No, I can't. I have it right. I have his. And his, he wanted. Uh, hold, to, hold on. He where was is it? Fucking eyeballing you. Where he wanted to fight you. It's right there. It's it's. I can't. I can't Jimmy Jaworski. His autograph is Terry right there. Jaworski. He said, "Mike, you look like a pike, like a dike, or something like that." <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's know. What it's something like that. But he uh, looked, Mike is. What's his name? Pike. Jerry Jaworski. Like it's oh, what does that even mean? It means he was wasted, and I was. T- and he, he was like, "It's funny because I gave him, I gave him twenty bucks to sign it, but then he he like unfolds his thing and it said twenty five bucks, and he just looked at me, and I was like, there is oh, no way I am not going to give him five more dollars right now because he will crush my soul mm-hmm. and everything with it.' But Jaworski, no, say it's Jaworski. oh my god, made you give the extra five. Fudge! Yes, I don't want to die. But later that night, I'm just hanging out with some friends in the, uh, in the like the what do you call that? The foyer. Commissary. And all of a sudden, he comes walking at me, like looking right at me. I swear, he's looking right at me, like very intense, walking by. And I started to get like cold <laughs> sweat. I'm like, what is happening right now? But he walked by, and I was like, oh, so relieved. I almost pissed my pants. Were you scared because it was a big man coming at you? Well, or not only were that, you scared because it was the big man that played. No, no, because it's a big. I'm a pretty big guy. He made me look like a. Well, I mean, I was I was bigger back then, but he made me like look like a weakling compared to him. And the thing is, too, is he'd been drinking all day. Because even earlier in the day, when I'd gone up to get his autograph, he was getting belligerent drunk. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he is going to destroy me. I don't know what I did, but that's what's about to happen. (laughs) All right, here's my double feature. And in on oh, you know, we got some uh should we, I got some uh Facebook responses. Should we get into those? Yeah, let's or, get in. Are you yes. sure because we like to have people, you know, call up. Spit well, spit out the uh, the Facebook. Christopher Moff said a Serbian film and Cannibal Holocaust and he's a big funny guy cuz that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nobody would ever show those two in a row. Yeah, have so some uh, kiss barbecue my, wings Chris, and- Yeah. You know what? Good one. You made us all have a good chuckle. Dustin James, a buddy of mine, Ghoulies and Gremlins 2, the new batch. And I'm not going to lie to you, especially if you have people who aren't like giant horror fans, what a fun night Ghoulies would be. Mm. Ghoulies made me scared of taking a shit for years <laughs> because or of their poster. Ghoulies are like, and you are you want me to get into horror movies for why? <laughs> well, no, it's a great movie. Come on. It's a great movie. Come on. Ghoulies 2 is better. I agree. It's a goofy horror fans it oh, is, but... Uh, if I, said, if, if I said, Mom, sit down and watch Ghoulies, she'd go, why are you fucking spending all your you time have watching to ex- this? You have to explain to them that watch this is fucking fun, the this note. is comedy. Oh, watch, the Notebook is probably what you mean. Watch mean. The Notebook, yeah. Whatever. I ain't watching that. Um, Jeff Barton said, your mom taking it from two dudes in an Eiffel Tower pose, <laughs> to which I said, what is an Eiffel Tower pose? And then he said from the Urban Dictionary, when a woman is on her knees performing sweet fellatio to a man standing... 
and another man is railing her from behind. Thus, the two men joining, join hands above the woman to form what looks like the Eiffel Tower. That's news to me. Jesus Christ. That got deep. That got, I mean, no You're pun intended, right? You're spending too much fucking time on the internet. <laughs> All right, my answer is this. So, Joe Bob last weekend really touched me in places that uh, I didn't know I had. So, I'm going to start out with Joe Bob's take on Sleepaway Camp. Here's why. Sleepaway Camp is a fun movie. It's weird as shit. We just watched that as a trash movie. In fact, I just got the poster. I just have to frame it and put it up. <laughs> it was a trash movie that uh, that we do for Salt Lake Cinema Trash. And I forgot how weird it is because it's like early on, like the cooks are like, I love it when all these baldies come in talking about their, you know, it's like pedophilia shit, which is shockingly disturbing. It's a crazy movie. And then, of course, what was it end- called? Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. And the ending is probably the most shocking ending of anything. And if you've never seen it, we're not going to spoil it. Like, I t- Jen and I went. Jen had never seen it. And I, I remember I missed it because I went out to get some more beverages. I came back in and her mouth was just like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> the end, and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I missed it. I forgot. But anyway, that's a great one. Felissa Rose is actually are, are on that episode as well, talking to Joe Bob. But then I'm going to do, and Shane, we did this on the show. I'm going to do pieces. Joe Bob oh, Briggs brings it. you pieces. Yep. That is, that is a great, it's a terrible, terrible, awesome, wonderful movie. Has that guy that played Bluto in uh, Yes, it does. You're right about that. But anyway, what you guys got? You already said, Shane. You yeah, got I anything, Ricky? The thing, The Exorcist. Um, I... The one that's always stuck with me that I, I, I don't know why I like it so much, but Oculus. Oh, that's is, a good one, um, though. I, I like that one. And then I was trying to and think of another like one too. that um, I just always liked for some reason, too. And it, it was actually kind of funny was the Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Oh, my gosh. Hell I yeah. love it. I have, I have that on VHS. I have that on DVD. And I have that on Blu-ray. Yeah, Billy Zane was a great So I love movie. it. That was a funny movie, dude. Yeah. That ruled. Anyway, so that's, that's what we a got solid for this double feature. No, I agree. I, I, in fact, I think I would. Eh, I don't know. I would start with. I, personally, I would start with Demon, Demon Knight, Knight because it's because people on the second movie. Are, well, maybe not. Maybe because Oculus is a little bit slower and more serious. Maybe right. you're maybe like you the Chef Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next episode, here we go. And and uh, Tony, yours is going to be the next one. So next episode, yours will be the new one. But for this one, we have this. Hold on, I got a hiccup. I had to burp. That was a burp. What setting in a horror movie automatically adds to the creepiness or scariest of a movie for you? Because, I mean, maybe you have an aversion to it. Maybe the situation creeps you out. But is there something that if it if is there's a movie that takes place in a certain place or whatever or time or environment right. that makes it worse? Uh, bone phone. Get a hold of us. 385-351-9273. 385-351-9273. Hey, Call Shane, let me ask in. you Call in for God, crying out loud. For for GD For sake. Christ's sakes. <laughs> Let's get into some Christian rock. What song Jesus we play? Jesus H. Christ would love it. Easy. Easy there. You're, you're hey, making me Jesus blush. Jesus H. Christ you're making loves me blush here. Striper. Of course. Let's get into some Striper. What song we play? God damn evil. And let's do... Ooh. What do you got? Oh, oh my gosh! What, what, what do you pick one? Um, I, you know what I'll say. Well, there's no. so many good ones. I like, I like so many things. But I will. But if we're playing one and I can choose it, I would you pick, get a pick. I would song. pick beautiful. Okay, we're doing that one. We'll be right back to talk about the album.
A long time ago, two young boys growing up in Orange County, California, were laying in their bunk beds. Michael said, Robert, don't you just love Jesus Christ? <laughs> Who does not? And Robert said, yes. And then Robert said, don't you just love hard rock like Thin Lizzy, except those dirty drinking partying songs and Gross. bands like ACDC, except those songs about balls and the highways to hell and jailbreaker. Just then a brisk wind blew through the windows, opening the Bible that lay on the floor to Isaiah 53, five, which read by his stripes, we are healed. By the way, I feel like this is a corpse cast first. This is the first time we've ever quoted the Bible. And maybe we should incorporate Th that more that's often. That's Isaiah 53, 5. And they still have that. They still have By that like, on their stripes. posters and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Always, how they got it's, their name. it's been a long moniker. Striper. Yeah, that's how they got their Striper. Name. By his stripes, we are healed. Well. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, well, I'll tell you. Hold on a minute. You know what? Pray. Pray and ask. Yeah. That's what I would say to you, Ricky. Have a contrite spirit. Pray Get on and your ask, knees and what pray. What does Isaiah 53, 5 mean? By his stripes. I mean, start the yellow and black attack, mother effers. Here's what I can tell you what it meant to them. Okay. Michael and Robert worked furiously through the night sewing beautiful yellow and black outfits to wear to school the next day. Oz Fox was there. Hey, cool outfits. He was playing his guitar. I love your outfits and I love Jesus. Oh my God. And... A band was born. It's like this was meant to be. It's like it's like karma uh, and uh, destiny and divinity. Ladies and gentlemen, down. ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Striper, you can like them on Facebook. Official Twitter is at Striper. Official Instagram is at Striper. Official website is Striper.com because Jesus Christ opened the gates to let them have all of those without some weird little nerd somewhere. Or like or like underground. Them, going, under we got to go, yeah, we're at Striper. Underscore. Yeah. It's S-T-R-Y. Yeah. P-E-R. Well, because it's how it's spelled in to? Isaiah. Do you have to? That's how it's spelled in Isaiah. I'm just saying. Maybe I'm just kidding. I don't know. S-T-R-Y-P-E-R. Depends. It depends on the version. Striper. The King James version, it's S-T-R-Y-P-E-R. Very interesting. That's not true. The, I don't know. The, <laughs> the King James. <laughs> yeah, I have and, no idea. And, and the uh, the Mark and Luke may uh, run into some uh, problems there. I can sing the Bible books to you right now. All right. Let's hear it. Matthew, Mark, 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 Luke, and John, the Acts, and the Romans, Deuteronomy, Joshua, De Judges, Ruth. That's all I know. But yeah, I thought Ruth. I would do better. But. Ruth, boring or no? Oh. Which one's the cubits? That oh, was boring. You're asking me section. too much. I'm more of a BOM guy. And there's, there's seven cubits and by 800 cubits, you're like, Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> the worst fucking thing I've ever. I could sing the it's Book terrible. of Mormon song too, but I will not. Let's will do it. Let's Are you it. sure? Yeah. And one, two, three, and four. First and second books of Nephi, Jacob, Enos, Jeremiah, Night, Words of Mormon, and Mosiah singing, This is so fun. Oh, wait, wait. Singing this is so fun. Okay, so I forgot that too. Singing this is so fun. Well, they had to sing it more because it's so fun. Sing this book. Helaman. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling very upset that I don't remember this. It's been a while, but still. Well, you might go to hell. 
<laughs> oh no, no, no! Because after this, I'm I'm breaking out my uh, Book of Mormon and my Bible and, and I'm gonna, oh. gonna, in my clarinet. You're gonna have both of them in hand. Well, because I have I have one body. that has I have one that has all the books, all the good books. All right, all the good all books. the good books, and then the other one that has those. is this like the greatest hits? Those no, no, it's like we call <laughs> it the quadrilogy. The quadrilogy. God damn evil. Seventeenth release, but twelfth Jeez. studio album released April 2018. Eleven tracks. 44 minutes, 30 seconds on Frontier Records. Let's talk about Frontier Records. Dockin', Y&T, oh my Danger Danger, oh. Toto, Enough's Enough. Whoa, whoa, Toto like T-O-T-O? We're talking. Quit messing with that. We, it's, it's, Rosanna. It's Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's the first Toto. way you go? That's We're the talk- first song you go to with Toto? Well, I go Africa, but I do it after all you noobs do it. I go Rosanna. I leave Africa for all you noobs to go. Enough's enough. Oh my gosh. White Lion. Oh my. How big are these guys? Vixen. And. That's an untapped resource. If I didn't just put a little dew on your lily, LA Guns. Oh, I love. LA Guns and Winger out of all those. Produced. This album was produced by Michael Sweet. I'll say this. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> what did you think of this album? You throwing it to me already? I'm throwing it. Here's the thing. I'm not going to lie to you. So what did we do last time? It was, uh, oh, I can't remember. What did we do last episode? Help me out, guys. Help me out, Shane. You should know this. It was another kind of rocker. It was the Asian one. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it, was, was it was loudness. Okay, so we did loudness. Thank you for your pronunciation. <laughs> I appreciate you not saying, you know, Oriental, or, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. weird like that. <laughs> no, no. So, so I knew that we were doing this after we did loudness because you were having, you were like, hey, I don't know which one to do. And I'm like, well, let's just do both. We'll do whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was having a, a heads and, and tails. And it's situation. funny because loudness, I was like, okay, all right. And you Raudunesu. know, you're right. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And the thing is, is I mean, and it was pretty much what I expected a lot of, we going to rock you and stuff like that. It was great. But I'm not, but I'm, also, I've never been a big Striper fan. Like, I mean, I knew the big hits. They were on the radio, honestly. Uh, to the Hell radio? with the Devil, stuff like that. What's that? They've been on the radio? They oh, were, yeah, yeah. They were popular yeah. back in the in about 80, 87, 88. Uh, they, were, they, they, so they made it to the main, mainstream. So, But the thing is, I'm like, okay, well, and yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought this would kind of be the same thing because loudness, what I give them? I give them a, just to check it out on Spotify because whatever. Because it wasn't bad. But I'm not going to lie to you, man. We turned this on. And then the first song is, take it to the cross, take it to the cross, take it to, <laughs> the, take cross. It to the cross. These guys, and I'm not going to lie to you, I had no expectations, so maybe this helps. But these guys still rock. They're in their 50s, They man. They do. And they they have this, it's funny because I was listening to it with Jenny in the car, and Jenny's like, is this Visigoth? Because the voice was like, he's, Matthew That's can still, I mean, obviously she's, I would say she's a little bit, she doesn't know her stuff. But, right. Cause but Michael just, Sweet can sing the, the bars. He can sing it and he's got that vibrato. And, he but the thing hits is, it way higher this than was that little, harder, little guy from Visigoth. Maybe. Though. I'm not going to say yay or nay. But the thing is, is this was harder than what I remember Striper being. And this wasn't like an, like a totally hard album, but I remember them being more of a hair metal, glam metal type of thing. Whereas this stuff was more straight up like rock and roll, mm-hmm. heavy metal riffs, stuff like that. I really enjoyed this album, shockingly. Um, I have a few, like I we played Beautiful, which is great. Lost, Sea of Thieves, Take It to the Cross, though. That is See the it. perfect beginning to this album. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that, that song. Beautiful is still my favorite because, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, I feel like sometimes you need a little bit of emotion with your rock and roll. Yeah. And this well, is that is what rock and roll does to you. It, it, it omits, it admits, it injects an emotion into you. When you hear it, you go, man, is my head banging? Is my hips thrusting? Is my penis thumping? What is it about this song that makes me feel good inside? You don't know what it is. You just know what happens. What did you think? Um, it was all right. I, I really, really liked the title track, the goddamn. Evil. Wait, wait, no. What? It's called GD. Let's talk about this. He, they say not- the GD word in the album title, and they're like, and I and I was reading some stuff, and he's like, no, this is just like against evil. We're saying we want God. Goddamn, get rid of evil. But, it, it's but so, I cannot say those two it, words in a row. It's no go. I, I mean, they can do it fine. I mean, I'm not going to judge them for it, but I, can, I say G-Day. I mean, are you willing to get in a wrestling ring with Striper and say yes. who's more righteous? No, with, no, no. With, no, no. They're I'll, saying, I'll, yes, I'll give, we are goddamn, we wrote an album called Goddamn Evil. You Michael, know what, what? You know what's funny is people's experiences in life are different. I cannot judge somebody for their experiences the way they think, just like nobody can do that Have you ever said goddamn in your life? I mean, I'm sure I have in my life. I'm have sure you I've... ever stubbed your toe and went, God, because it, it it's like a fucking No, because ball. usually I say, The first thing Fuh. I say is, God damn it, that hurts. Or Jesus I mean, I'm sure I, I've, fucking I'm sure Christ. I've said it when I, I get wasted on this times. podcast. I'm sure I've said it on the podcast right. before. Only when I don't drink. know that I've ever heard you say, God damn I don't it. like to say it. I don't like I'm to sure take the Lord's has. name and I would love to hear you say it right now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Just say, no. God damn it. Well, if you say it like that, even if I did say it, I wouldn't say it because I can't, I can't be you, peer pressured. What if you say God, comma, damn evil? Well, that's a whole, totally different. What about <laughs> God damn evil? Striper's yeah. album. What if you were standing on the steps with your bra off just going... The album is called God Damn Evil. Do you know what I did when I sang this in the car on the way to work? I don't work? know why you'd be wearing G-dang a bra. Dang Evil. I would hope that it was yellow and black for sure if you were wearing a bra. I mean, my titties are pretty nice, but I don't striper, think they're they, big enough for an actual bra. Their their outfits are yellow and black. Well, the yellow and black attack, of course. Uh, I I do have to make this statement before I get into my notes. Okay. I was, am, is a fan of Striper as a kid. You know what? Can I say an irony thing real quick? Sorry to interrupt you, but let me say, I was a, I was a very religious boy growing up and this band came out. I found it. I knew a buddy of mine named Kenny Orgel, whose uncle was in this when we were kids. At least that's what he told me. I have no idea. What was his name? I have no idea because I can't remember because he was a redheaded kid. So we used to beat the shit out of him all the time. (laughs) So, who knows? He's like, hey, quit he was beating little. me up. My dad's in Striper. My uncle's in Striper. Whether that's true or not. But I'm like, he's a Christian man, and I had to rebel. So, I was like, oh, I don't like that Timothy stuff. Alexander? I have no it's idea. I have, I have no idea. I To be honest with you, it might be Michael Sweet. I have no idea. No. It might be. You don't know who his nephews are. Well, I don't. That's true. <laughs> no, no, no. But the thing is, so, I was, I was kind of trying to rebel at a young age, and so I never... But you... We're totally I, into this. I was, am, is a fan of Striper as a kid. I am now too, by the way. Yellow and Black Attack, Soldiers in Command, and To Hell with the Devil. So I am familiar with Striper, w- with what Striper can bring to the table. Uh, What's course. the significance of the black and yellow? 
Did you mm. not hear I see well, a 53? Well, no, yeah. yellow and uh, black, the colors, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's dark and, and Well, maybe and because light. it was different they wanted to, you know, they were like, you know, we need some badass Let's outfits. Let's go back and see what they said in the, in the, in the, after the, uh, they got to school. <laughs> they got, Oz Fox. They probably uh, got hey, beat up. Hey, cool, great, guitar, outfits. I love Jesus too. And the band was warned, wait, there's another paragraph. Oh, shit. Uh, they decided that yellow and black were their favorite colors. <laughs> there you go. And they basically <laughs> decided they basically yeah. decided that yellow, uh, yellow was, was the holiest God, of all colors, and black is for the devil. And so they were happy they made those choices. By the way, do you know what I noticed about this album? They have the new bassist. Let me look at his name. Uh, it's not uh, uh, Perry Richardson. Yeah, he was in one of my favorite bands as a child. Oh. I'm going to sing a song for you. Harry Richardson. And we're, we're going to see if you can get it. I'm going to sing it. This is a little trivia for you. Are you say, ready? I, first, I'll say this. Okay. It's it's uh, it's going to be Danger, Danger, nope. someone weird nope. like that. It's going to be someone weird like that, but it's not right. them. Give let, it to let me. Let me sing a song. Give me, give me a couple bars. Finally found the light. It's Firehouse. Yes, it is. That is the basis from Firehouse. I remember watching the video for Sorry, all that stuff, and I remember I'm like, that guy was in Firehouse when I was a kid. How about that singer with that curly-ass hair? Would you ever fucking want to hang out he? with him? Yes. Well, I, I feel like I could get some wisdom from him because he's an old guy. You know, it's like, it's a, look at that the lead fucking singer has. Like, I thought the lead singer had like like uh, straight brown hair. I feel like you're missing... I feel like you're talking about the basics. I'm thinking about Baby Don't Treat Me Bad. Is that Firehouse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I thought we were talking that about Striper. I thought we were talking about Striper. We're talking about Firehouse. No, you're right about well, you that. You brought up Firehouse. I know. I didn't I didn't switch my brains for that, but you're right. Baby. All right. Do you mind if I get into my notes? Sorry. I was in, <laughs> as am of... Uh, I'm a fan of Striper. Yes, I go way back. The first thing that threw me off about this is the mix. Okay. Which I say, uh, Michael Sweet, don't quit your day job. Because okay. he, he mixed the album. Okay, I didn't notice. Okay. Uh, it just doesn't have the oomph that the first three albums have. Okay. I'm sorry. Michael Sweet, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The songs are okay. They're not ground breaking. They're bland. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. They're read, boring. I'm gonna read you a. I'm gonna read you a quote. May I, Shane? Yes. Sweet said in a blabbermouth interview that this is Striper's best album, and when it comes out and people hear it in terms of the songs, the performances, the quality, the audio, the sonic quality, the flow, the feel, the energy, people will think. I agree that this is the best album, sir. You're wrong. I like it, and this I album, will man. take it back to, and I will call you a deuce on this and i'll say go back to fallen your 2015 album which blows this away sir really you are wrong you are wrong <laughs> with this come on sweets you're trying to sell albums at this point and what's wrong with that just there's no there's no there. seasoning yeah. on this uh, it's it's like uh it's like a uh, one of those sacrament crackers that doesn't have salt on it that's They're just uh, boring no that's catholic stuff i wouldn't know anything about that uh, the unleavened bread, I get it. When you sing about Christ, you better give a hundred and ten percent. He don't. Jesus doesn't settle for fucking eighty-two percent. He settles for one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, we want the Spirit and the Holy this Ghost. This album <laughs> falls short. I like the album, man. I this, give this a Spotify, but the songs they weren't bad. They weren't bad, God but there was nothing that said G dang, G dang. But let me tell you this: you look. 
And I, I went back. I listened to the 2015 album. It's called Fallen. They got a song called Yahweh. I listened to that. That and was you a go, really good. Yes, dude. No, that was yes. really good. That actually, Give it yeah, to right. me. You're right. This was bland. The mix on this thing. Michael, sweet, if you're listening right now, it was terrible. It's not cutting. It's not great. It's not good. You guys, you've got Jesus Christ on your sides. <laughs> and yet you deliver this to the shame on you. You know what's so funny is so on Spotify, you listen to this album. And then when it's over, it goes right into the next album. And Yahweh's the first song on their 2015. Yeah. So I would go and I would listen to that. That's a you're right. That's I'm a telling great you, song. That's a great that song. That entire album is like what happened from 2015 to 2018. They got three years old. What happened to you guys? I love your early stuff. That Fallen album is kicking, dude. <laughs> and you fell flat. And the mix is terrible. Oh, I didn't even know. Maybe my ears aren't but, as talented as I think they are. As I as I give, you know, discipline, I also give love. Love. Yeah. Michael Sweet's solo album. Really? Great. So what did you do, Michael? Not you, Michael. I know. I was like, Michael Sweet, I what did you do? Myself? Um, I, I get, what do you give it? I give it a Spotify, even though, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I would, I'm not going to buy this because I buy some few albums nowadays. It's got to be so good and it's probably not got to be available on Spotify these days. Right. right. What do you get to give it? Um, I'd say pass. I mean, the t- <laughs> if, if the title track though, I really, really do like, like I would put that, I put it in my Spotify playlist. That's cool. That's cool. Um, because it it reminds me of like old ACDC. There were or good something. songs. They were. I love the songs. I like they just it. weren't. There was nothing. Own it was all right. Yeah, there was just nothing beautiful to was it. Good. But yeah, that that was honestly is better than beautiful. Oh no, that's fine. But I still that was my and favorite that, um, uh, favorite song on this album. And that was the song where I went. I can't tell if he's singing about Jesus or his girlfriend. Or <laughs> <laughs> or his the dog. guy is just like <laughs> I love your sweet sexy thighs. You're like, is it Jesus? Is it? I don't know. I give it a Spotify, but I say with the caveat, go listen to Yellow and Black Attack. Go listen to Hell with the Devil and the amazingly awesome yet cheesy song called Yahweh. I love that song. From 2015 album Fallen. Better Better luck next time, guys. But I'll keep you in my prayers. Hey, so what do we got right now? Let's get into some trivia. Is it Jesus? It's about, it's about Jesus and your mom. Sorry. All right, we'll be right back to talk about it. I just wanted to sing that real quick. It felt good. As Prince oh. would say. Okay, start over. Let's get crazy. Say it again, please. That's what Prince, the Prince Start of, Start all the way over, please. The king of pop. Start all the way over. That's Michael Jackson. Sorry. Sorry, just start over. No, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> the king of pop is Prince. No, it's Michael Jackson. Well, he's the alleged, but the true king of pop. Yeah, I'm is not. Prince. Well, I'm not saying Michael Jackson is. I'm saying that's technically who the title is. Of. No, who gave it to him? You don't know. Prince, bitch. John did. Actually, he's right. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting that you would say that. Uh, the uh, trivia tonight is about horror movies about duh. Jesus. Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, okay. I thought we were doing the Jesus thing. Okay, cool. No, that's awesome. Let's go. Well, I threw you a curveball there. Elizabeth but Bathory? I guess. Oh, my gosh. Did you watch the movie? Did yeah, you watch I, the movie? Doesn't mean I know their names. She was the blonde. Oh, my gosh. No. 
Anyway, let's just move on. Let's just right, move the on. Old lady that we don't want anybody the on this podcast who doesn't know who Elizabeth Bathory is. We'll lose our rep. Anywho. Anywho. Ricky. Jesus, you're such a knucklehead. <laughs> this movie Here came we go. Out the 70s Horror movies about Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bathory. Okay. Now, I will tell you this there's a solid three or four that we've done on this show. Okay. That's the only hint you're getting. How about the ghost song, Elizabeth? No, that's not in here. Now, I'm just saying, how about that song? That is a great song. It's a great song. I had to think about it for a minute because I'm so... It's off their Opus Eponymous, their first 2012 yeah. album. Elizabeth. Okay, number Elizabeth. one. IMDb gives this film a 6.2. A young model hops off a bus in Los Angeles, California, where Brett Michaels is standing playing an acoustic guitar. Jesse is a model with big dreams. And every rose does have its thorns. However, her beauty and youth, which generate intense fascination and jealousy within the fashion industry, may prove themselves sinister. Here's the thing. <coughs> Sorry, I, I just, I'm in the middle of a cough. Elizabeth Bathory. Here's the thing. I feel like I don't know this, mostly because if it was actually Brett Michaels playing that song, I would remember that, and I have no idea. Now, I do not that, remember that. that was year, though? that year? was a fun goodie that I put in there. She steps off the bus, and Michael, uh, Britt Michaels is there because in the video, he's standing there with, with an acoustic guitar, Every Rose Has Its Thorn, when the girl jumps off the bus. So that what, was- What year was it, though? Are you ready for your- uh, Well, your... did you give us a year? No, did I did okay. not. I, okay. I gave you. I gave you an A. IMDb gives it a six point two. Are you ready for your? Uh, yes, I need them. It was actual? No, let me ask. Tooth, you, was actual Brett Michaels in this or a handsome blonde? It was. Guy? A, it was. It was a joke that you did okay. not get. Okay, I didn't. So, get it. I, so didn't get it. I took that for. Uh, yeah, I'll read it to you again. Thank you. A young model hops off a bus in Los Angeles, California, where Brett Michaels is standing playing an acoustic guitar. Jesse is a model with big dreams. And some would say every rose does have its thorns. However, her beauty and youth, which generate intense fascination and jealousy within the fashion industry, may prove themselves sinister. 2016 film directed by Nicholas Windig Ruffin. Oh, this is uh, Neon Demon. Turn up by the radio. That's correct. Stars L yes. L Fanning, Carl <laughs> Glusman, and Jen Malone. Here's a fun nugget for you. One of the film's most striking features is its use of color. In an interview, <laughs> director Nicholas Windig-Raffen stated that he is in fact colorblind. No shit. And can only perceive contrast and primary color. And L Fanning was only 16 years old. No when they filmed this way. movie, she was 18 when it was finally released. No way. Do you know what's wild, by the way? Is when I when you said Nicholas Winding Ref Winding Refin? Refin. I uh I now can picture the uh knockoff Brett Michaels. <laughs> is this is it Neon Demon a movie about models? Yeah. No, it's about yeah. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's about I've seen it. Yeah. Two thousand six. Why didn't you help me out then? Thanks, I didn't bro. know it was Thanks, that. Thanks, bro. Okay. And they pushed the girl in the pool. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the movie. 
Jesus, what are we in fucking <laughs> Somalia? Why? What's up with these flies? I don't listen. My this this room this this it's my like office rolling my up no goddamn room buffalo is the farthest part the farthest part from any outside interference. But yet the flies made it in. We left the door open for five minutes. Flies made it clear to here. Here. Well, there is a story behind this room. Maybe it, maybe the flies still smell. There is. It's haunted. All right, number two. Are you ready for this? Yes. IMDb gives this film a 6.1. An evil witch brings back to life the infamous Elizabeth Bathory, who was executed several hundred years ago previously for murdering young women and bathing in their blood. And that's all I've got. But I do have, because you're going to run into this. It's that's Bathory. like every Bathory movie exactly. ever. I need the hints, man. 1981. Okay. Film directed by and starring the biggest barrel-chested dirty pig in the world, Paul Paul Nashi, Julia Sally, and Salivia Aguilera. <laughs> this is the movie. We've done this on the show. Okay. So this is a Paul Nashi uh, film directed. Is it? Oh my gosh! I know what it is. It's uh, it's the one with the 1981. It's the one with the wild title, right? It's the one with the title that has no. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, I can see the cover. I can't see the words. All right, let's just take the deuce. You're just taking a, the deuce let's, on let's this. Let's just push. Let's just push it. Oh, what is it? What is it? You're taking the. I'm deuce. I'm taking the deuce. The night. Of the werewolf. Oh, I did. okay. So I was thinking Paul Nashi and of the wrong one. okay. Oh, you were that's thinking, cool. What were I was, you thinking? No, I was thinking that one we did, like when when back when I was in my apartment, and it was it was a fairly it was it's not that long ago, but it was I had a it was the one with like I don't know I'm thinking snakes. I thought you knew all Paul Nashi movies. I wish I did. I know less about Paul Nashi than I feel like I should, but I still am there. Anyway, I'm one and one. Fun nugget. The music playing during the opening and end titles <clears throat> is taken from Stellavio Capriani's soundtrack for the movie Tentacles. No shit. 1977. No, I've seen Tentacles. The opening, yeah. It's from his How about movie. That? How about that? I didn't know that. I'm going to probably forget that too. So. Number three. IMDb gives this film a 5.8. The Descendant of Elizabeth Bathory is abducted by a cult of self-proclaimed supermen who achieve this state of superiority by drinking from the quote-unquote blood cow kept at the quote-unquote dairy farm, and they try to get her to join them. This is something we've done on the show. This this drew this drew a blurry for me because I feel like yes because it was in the top it was in the first five episodes I feel like it was a, it was a it was a Charles Manson thing right no oh. it's not no it's not that okay so say say it one more time give me your nuggets I'm not giving you my nuggets till afterwards <laughs> we gotta uh, finish the podcast before I give you my ah uh, we're not talking about actual nuggets I mean are we. The descendant of Elizabeth Bathory is abducted by a cult of self-proclaimed supermen who achieve this state of superiority by drinking from the quote-unquote blood cows kept at a quote-unquote dairy farm. 
and they try to get her to join them. Can I take a wild, wild guess? I, I can give you some hints. Yeah, give me some hints. 1979 film directed by Rod Hardy. Stars Chantel Contori, Max Phipps, and Henry Silva. Oh, I know Hen- I know Henry Silva. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. I see Henry Silva's face. Okay, so, uh, okay, so just lay it down for me one more time. Read it again? Yes, please. Can I read it in... Uh, you can read it in a Spanish accent. Can I sing accent. it like a yes, striper would? Yes, of course, would? of course. I'll speak of the devil. Okay. The descendants of... Oh, Elizabeth- I know, I know, I know, okay. I know. It's... Uh, Oh, um, wait a minute. He just, wait a minute. Uh, oh, no, Ricky, I, what no, did no, 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 no. Did no. he touch his phone? No, I, I did touch my phone, but it was to get rid of a work thing. I didn't yeah. Google. I didn't Google anything. Okay. He it's a mark not. of the devil. He did not. You're wrong. Oh, well, then I don't know. I have no idea then. Thirst. I took the shit on that. I'm one and two right now. I'm losing, Shane. Fun nugget. If this... I would have Googled, I would have got that right. Because Ron Silva. Yeah. Henry Silva. Oh yeah. See, I don't need I needed to Google that. Fun nugget. <laughs> this movie was filmed in Australia. You know what they do down there? They put shrimps on the bobby. Shrimp on the bobby and have Foster's lager. It was uh, Rod Hardy's first directorial movie. What was movie. it again? What was it? And it the is first. Co- it's first. Gosh dang it. Jesus, can't you tell what I'm saying to you? That's- more of an English, but all right, whatever. <laughs> Shut up. It was Rod Hardy's first. Hey, little baby Ricky, <laughs> and is ki- considered Ozploitation. Oh, yeah, what I it, know. I know that movie. What I've it, seen the what movie. It, what does that mean? It's Australian uh, exploitation movies, and there's a whole documentary on it. You know what? On he got that Australian exploitation. We're giving him half point. What's Oz? One and a half and two. What is Ozploitation? It's uh, Australian exploitation. What, what does there's, that mean, though? It means it's it's movies exploitation movies from Australia. naughty naughty disgustoid movies. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. From Oz, was very like violent exploitation. Mad Max was one of those. Well, it's right here. It says Australian exploitation. So, Matt, so I'm one and a half and two. You got one and a half and two. Here we go. Number oh, number four. IMDb gives us a six point two, a seventeenth. Hold on to your hat. I have not. Are no you wearing hat. a hat? Oh, no, you're not wearing I'm that. Not wearing that. That that uh, Bill Bixby. I should put it on the Bill Bixby. A 17th century Hungarian countess embarks on a murderous undertaking, with the belief that bathing in the blood of virgins will preserve her beauty. Jesus. That sounds like the um, movie yeah, we're doing tonight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These are movies about Elizabeth Bathory. Right. 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 Who's Elizabeth? Do you want your hint? Yes, I do need that. 2009 film directed by and stars Julie Delpy. William Hurt stars in this. I know this. I know this. And Daniel Bruhl. It's called Erzbet or Batri or The Queen. I've seen this because Julie Delpy was so hot in American Werewolf in Paris. You are so close, but I'm. I'm. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bequ- I've seen this. And I'm bequeathing on you to uh, to to please take your time with your. No, I because I've seen this. And- I think that's a hint. Is it the queef in the pie? No. Oh my god. No, Did it's, you like, say it's like queef the- in the pie. <laughs> no, I've seen this. Julie Delpy, William Hurt. Was it William Hurt? Yes. Yeah, it's it William is. Hurt. William Hurt and Daniel, Daniel Brule. Oh, okay, and so- not Steve Brule. 
Daniel Brule. And I, 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 I've Brule's seen rules. this. I know this. And I've loved Julie Delpy for as long since A 1994. 6.2. It's like the queen. It's like directed Elizabeth. by Elizabeth. No, I, I, I'm going to give you a couple retries. But okay, okay, okay. I've seen this. I like this movie because Julie Delpy. I've never William seen Hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he prefers. You ever seen it's him, not dude? John Hurt. It's William Hurt. He be, he John Hurt. Bill. God bless his fucking soul. Yes, it's William Hurt. Bill it's Hurt. A... Never call him Bill. <laughs> How yeah, dare that you. guy. He doesn't want to be called Bill Hurt. So hey, okay, Billy no, Hurt. See, okay, so see I that guy at the fucking. It's airport. like it's like. Hey, the... it's old Billy Hurt. Go, <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> it's got a very simple title, exactly, and it and it does. Have, it, you would never know from the title that it's about Elizabeth. Exactly, Gaffrey. but oh my gosh, I you s- have to final answer on this. You have to fucking. I know you're there, but you have to final answer on something. Okay, is it called what? I thought you were giving me some multiple choice. Is it called the Wet Pony? Is no. it called Right Think of Home? the title of the movie that we're reviewing. The Countess. Ah. Turn up the radio. I knew that. I that knew was, it. That was close. I knew it. Oh, my gosh. That so I'm two and a half to two. This one is for all the marbles. Fun nugget. Ethan Hawke was originally cast to play Estevan Thursall. But when asked to cut his sweet little... Uh, artist beard and, and mustache, he's like, no, he said, man, fuck your mama. That's quotes. No, oh, Ethan yeah. Hawke said that. Fuck what your year? movie. What year did this come out? Oh, it it's was, fairly new. Yeah. 2009. Oh. Yeah. Because it's like, it's only Julie Delpy, old. but Julie Delpy was not as hot as she was in American werewolf in Paris, but she was still pretty hot. And I will say this. Ethan Hawke did not tell the guy, fuck your mama. All right. We don't want to. We don't want to talk. Why shit is about it his... that I have mosquitoes and fucking? Because we left the door open for five minutes and it made the two mile trip into our room. What was that horror movie Ethan Hawke was in? It was really good. The uh, Sinister. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really good one. Dang, Do I, was... I win? Well, no, we got one more. It's, oh, okay. it's two and two now, right? No, no, no. It's uh, two, two and, and, and a half. half and two. And but this is, is for one and a half point. Oh shit! Which is interesting. Okay. So this question is one and a half point. It doesn't matter if it's one or one and a half. If I get this, I win. If I don't get it, I lose. Yeah. IMDb gives this film a 6.7. A newlywed are passing through a vacation resort. Their paths cross with a mysterious, strikingly beautiful countess and her aide. What is it? <laughs> Daughters of Darkness. Oh, the radio. Yes, you are. But here's a fun nugget. You didn't for that. let him finish. I know, but I was so pumped. Did you see how pumped I was? I was yeah, snapping my fingers. There's only like 10 fucking I movies. was snapping my fingers and snapping your neck. Prong. I get a point for that. He wins. Shane, you win. Fun nugget. During filming, director. Here, this is a fucking juicy. You'll love this. All right. During filming, director Harry Kumel hit actress. Danielle Umet. Which one was she? During a dispute. The main one? Who cares? Okay. Actor John Carlin was so infuriated by this, he punched Harry Kumail in the face. Oh, my gosh. And then fucked him. You know what's funny? Then, 
fucked him. <laughs> How did you know that? That is so fucking weird. <laughs> fucked him in the mouth. <laughs> but let's also say that filming after that was very weird. By the way, can I be full disclosure right and now? And it's all right there. How'd you know that he fucked him in the mouth? That's so weird. <laughs> I just guessed. Can I full disclosure you right now? Remember last weekend I was talking about Joe Bob Briggs? Oh, you're giving the full disclosure? Guess what movie he did. Daughters of the Darkness. Yes, he did. <laughs> so I literally watched that less than a week. How many ago. movies have we done tonight in this trivia? Like four. Four. Uh, you're right. We did a ton of these. I should have got this. I would have. I probably may have got Night this. Night of the Wolf. The Werewolf. Ne- the de- the ne- Neon Demon. Yep. We have not Daughters done Neon the- Demon. Yes, we have. No, we have not. I swear. I, don't I, I promise we've never done Neon Demon. I've seen it, but I, don't, I know we didn't. No, we, no, no, no. No, well, you, but little baby Ricky, you only came around for the last few episodes. Like, we were around. I swear to God we did that. No, huh? we've not done Neon Demon. But it's okay. I, I still got it. it's been two years. Three, but I did say three. Listen, little baby Ricky, it's fine. I did say three. You did say three. I'll take that. Three out of four ain't bad. Three out of five ain't bad. So here's what we're going to do right now. Mikey wins. Mikey, I'm like General Zod. I win. You did it. I always win. You're the big boy. <laughs> you got the, all the points. Why don't Even we though do, I gave you a half point you, on that. Well, and that's fine. And I appreciate it. And that was, a, that was a half point that I desperately needed when all was said and done. Here's the thing. We're about to play a trailer for the 1971 movie starring my baby, Countess Dracula, here we go. Johnny! Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the ugliest of them all? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Devil woman! Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most terrifying of them all? The Countess Once was a countess, young and fair, with tender skin and flaxen hair. Oh, countess, how do you keep your looks? No, What secrets in these ancient books? The book! What book? The chapter on blood sacrifices. Please help me. I don't know what's happened to me. Say, lovely. Say it. Yes. Yes, yes, I love you. Yes. Don't you realize that you get uglier each time you get old? And you can't go on killing forever? Why not? That woman embodies all the virtues. Mistress, friend, and mother in one, does such a woman exist? (gasps) You know she does. Lovers know how you cling to youth. Dare you tell them the dreadful truth? These walls could tell, but cannot speak of the sudden cry, the muffled shriek. Doby. Where is she? Look at me, Doby. 
Look at me. And what will your daughter say? She arrives tomorrow, and she'll find you as young as she is. Hold me. No. Blood. Whose blood? the most terrifying of them all. The Countess Dracula. Johnny! Have I changed so much? I don't know what's happened to me. Blood. Who's blood? Devil woman. All right, you guys, you just heard the trailer for Countess Dracula. Uh, it came out in 1971, and none of us oh, in this room were born. So old. Yeah, I I was not born. Guaranteed, Ritzy was not born. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Ritzy, You're like a solid 10 Ritzy years Ritzy was born in 1991. 85. Oh, 85. you're the same age as Jen. Yeah. How about that? How about that? That's cool. Jesus Christ. You little kids. I IMDb. was listening to the Quiet Riot <laughs> when you were your mom was making love, I mean, pooping you out. <laughs> she did poop me out, yeah. It's like, ta- I came out of the butt. Come on, feel the noise. This is a medical miracle. I'm not going to say anything, it was but a medical out of anybody who I know in real life, I feel like Ricky has had his head stretched I'm around I'm sorry to make fun of that if it was some kind of a medical miracle. That you were born. <laughs> I came out of the butt. Shut up. Here we go. <laughs> Directed by Peter Sasty. Mom likes to party then. Oh my gosh, can we get on? 63 directorial credits, a, some Hammer stuff. Taste the Blood of Dracula from 1970, Christopher Lee Hammer film. Hands of the Ripper, another Hammer film. Tons of TV in the 1960s and 70s. It was written by Jeremy Paul. Screenplay has 55 writing credits. And Alexander Paul. Jeremy Paul and Alexander Paul, they spell their names differently. P-A-U-L for Jeremy and P-A-A-L for Alexander. He only has four writing but they're, credits. But they're brothers? No, they're... No. And they're happy and they're colored? <laughs> and where's Aaron Paul? Remember him from uh, Breaking Bitch? the Bad? Yeah, no. That's Bitch. totally different. This movie starred Ingrid Pitt as Countess Elizabeth Nasade, voiced dubbed by Olivia Greg, by the way. Uh, Greg, by the way, this this was her voice was totally dubbed, and she's been in a ton of stuff like Wicker Man, and my favorite Hammer movie of all time, The Vampire Lovers. How hot was that movie? Uh, you're like I don't know whose voice was dubbed in this. The uh the, the blonde the, one. No, like the yeah the main one. Uh, like the main. I Countess. was wondering if it looked weird sometimes. Uh, it, it also starred Nigel Green as Captain Dobby, the cast steward. Sandor Ellis as Lieutenant Emre Toth. Maurice Denham is Grandmaster Fabio Castle, historian, the guy with the sweet beard. I thought he was Grandmaster Flash. Reminded me of uh, Chris Guest. Christopher, yeah, okay, I get that. I get that, okay. Yeah, the main guy. Oh, well, I know who Christopher Guest is. He's yeah. like, yeah. No, he didn't look like him in uh, Spinal Tap, but he looked like him later yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah. He reminded me of him. I was like, I like that guy. 17th century Hungary. The recently widowed Countess Nadasi is in quote-unquote mourning after her husband died. I mean, not really, since she has this thing going on with Captain Dobby. But they go through the reading of the will, and we get to know the cast of characters. I mentioned Captain Dobby, steward of the castle who has been in love with the Countess for years. Grandmaster Fabio, the castle historian. But we also have Lieutenant Imre Toth, a handsome young man with a sweet mustache, whose <laughs> father was in the war with Countess Nadasi. It's that kind of mustache that where if you just sat your... Let's say you just got off the pot. Yep. And you just done pooping. Right? Oh, well, that's what happens. And you just 
kind of squeezed your a-hole across some lips to go. It's that kind of a mustache. That I just don't sit quite there. follow oh, I don't either, yeah. but let's just let him have it. Well, I'm just saying it's just like a little mustache that sits on top, but it's <laughs> Are you kind saying of a it hairliner. Looks like, looks like shit? I'm no, I'm just saying if your asshole kissed his lips, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, there would be a beautiful oh, mustache. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying there. now. I see. So what. it would be like shit. So it would be a sh- it, no, But it here's the thing, you guys. Here's the thing. But it turned to hair. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Lieutenant Imre Toth, the handsome young man whose father, like I said, was in the war with Countess Nadasi's husband. He's young, handsome. And the Countess wants a little Gmail faction with the little dude. Maybe. Well, what happens next is super convenient for that situation. Countess Nadasi is kind of an old hag and treats her handmaidens pretty poorly. One of them fills her bath too hot, and the Countess forces her hand in to burn it and then asks her to cut up a peach. But since she can't feel her hand, she cuts herself and flicks some blood on the Countess. And guess what happens? When the blood hits her face, she becomes young again in that thing. In that thing? This is a revelation. She ends up finding a bunch of other women and bathes in their blood and becomes one of the hottest chicks in all the land. Let's be real. She says, oh my my gosh. Wait a minute. Hold on. Ingrid Pitt, hottest woman in all the land. I don't care what land she even lives in. She's very attractive. The problem is the effect doesn't last long. She's all right. Maybe a couple of days. So she enlists. I like that belly dancer. Oh my gosh. Can we just get through the plot and then let's talk about the belly dancer? She enlists some of her minions to go get a long line of young women whose blood she can bathe in. The problem is, is she realizes after she she bathes in a whore's bath that she needs virgins. Right. Lots of relationship intrigue, even though Dobby loves her when she's young. She fancies Lieutenant Mustache Toth. She pretends to be her daughter, who was on her... By the way, her daughter was coming back for, for the death of her dad, but on her way into town... After being gone since he was six years old, uh, she intercepts like the abandoned the, mother. Well, syndrome. yeah, the mother dot com intercepts her and puts her in a, and just hides her away in the cages of some like weird fucking gypsy guy. I'm retarded guy. Yeah, that, I'm not trying to be mean to retard. That's handicapped. Sorry, uh, maybe uh, what do you call it? Uh, mentally handicapped. Weirdo. Challenged. Mentally handicapped. You know, Challenged. One thing leads to another. Do we learn that it's not a great idea to kill virgins for their blood? Will the love triangle work itself out? How hot is Ingrid Pitt in this? Find out by watching. First thing I want to say, this this movie, it was a Hammer film, and it had all the trappings of a Hammer film. It was beautiful. We had old school. It sets, was whatever. very beautiful. Yeah. It almost looks like like real like soap opera, opera TV. And, but the thing is, they were the in- look of it looks like oh god. Am I there in it? Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, they were they were in all these old castles, all the costuming, stuff like that. Looked really great. Mm-hmm. But there was not much, not a ton of story to this. It was basically Elizabeth Bathory, who, by the way, Countess, we got to see her boobies a couple times, and that was great. That made my effing day. Yeah, it was once. But here's the thing. And no, that one was enough with, a, with a tongue on it. That was good enough, too, for me. No. Here's the thing. But you got to that, get them. But that's like basically the movie. Hot tits fucking egg. <laughs> Here, the whole thing is a movie. It's a Hammer film from 1971. It was basically the Erzbet Battery right. story. And I mean, outside that, there was some intrigue. There was some like uh, love triangles. There was this and that. But that's not what matters. What matters is, is that this was a Hammer film 
We got to see Ingrid Pitt naked. She hey, was it's Countess a hammer Dracula. film. So let that have some some. Uh, I mean, hammer is fantastic. Man. Yeah, let, absolutely. Let it have some weight, but there's no weight to be had. But oh my gosh! But the thing is, here's the thing. The, I feel like my favorite part is when uh, the Countess learned that she needs to go ahead and find girls to bathe in their blood. Yes. And she went kind of like there was circus girls, there was belly dancers. Loved there was this it, and that, that belly dancer. They even bought a 12-year-old girl, which is weird by today's standards. 12? Oh, well, I don't know how old she, she was. was. She had the young, goat. Yeah. She had the goat, right? Yeah, Christopher Guest walked over there and goes, hey, you know, the guy's going, hey, don't you want to get one of these whores? He's like, how about that one? Because she said, I need virgin blood. Yes. And she was over there milking a goat. And he goes, how about that one? He goes, what? Not a- You get it for free, baby, because she's fucking ugly. <laughs> Not a ton of story. You pay for the goat, you get it for free. Yeah. But it's still a pretty good movie, in my opinion. What do you guys think? I'm going to say... Watch it on YouTube because that's oh where I watch gosh, it. Oh my gosh, really? I put it on Vimeo for you guys. I always look on YouTube just to oh double check. I just found out I can watch Vimeo on through my Xbox One. Yeah, <laughs> and I give you the link and you do yeah, it. I, I, Damn. I didn't know I could actually do that on my But what did you guys think about the movie? Not the way you watched it. It was, <laughs> it's okay. Oh it's my right. gosh, you guys. It's okay. Is it just me that loves these old period pieces from Hammer Models? Hey, the minute the Hammer pops up, I go, yes, mm-hmm. let's see something. This was slightly boring. Really? Yeah. There was a lot of in the bar. Little going, baby oh, Ricky? Gotta, gotta. I feel the same, unfortunately. I'm going to go ahead boring. and say, as a classy human being like myself. There wasn't really any violence. But sometimes horror movies... Listen, we've been doing a lot of new stuff No lately. violence, no nudity. There was no, some nudity. There was and like the that, nudity counted. Era, there was like... I don't know. Um, the nudity I, counted. Which... Okay, let's, let's talk about the scenes. Oh, I mean, we got some nudity from whores and stuff like that, which was fine. But Ingrid Pitt, when she puts her titties out, I'm just... I'm on board. Yeah, she had some beautiful knockers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but you only saw them once. Yeah. That's enough. Here's the thing. You're right. This was a slower. These guys said, you know what? Fuck this movie. Ingrid Pitt's going to pull her knockers out once. So that's <laughs> and the all ending that felt rushed. Like, uh, it just seemed like, oh, it's over all of a sudden. Well, that's what Hammer Films do. And oh. by the way, if you watch Hammer Films, you're doing this, you're watching it, you're watching it, and then all of a sudden, boom, ending. Oh. And by the way, I did feel like that, uh, that weirdo that was holding that girl in that, that hut. Oh yeah, reminded the, the me retard. of the, the the retard. He reminded me of the same retard that's in uh, Golden Child. Oh, the one that would bring over the <laughs> eat the bowl of rice, and then the kid would go knock it over. I'm I'm not gonna lie it to you guys. I'm a little upset that you guys didn't like this because I watch a lot of older stuff, and I am a sucker for Hammer horror films. And the thing is, mo- I feel like mostly not because they're the best movies, not because they're like the most intriguing, not because they're the most action packed, but because the look and the feel, and it just brings me home. It it's like take me home, country take roads. Me it's home. Like, it's like a no Eddie Money. We all love Eddie Money. <laughs> take no- me home tonight. Mm, I don't want. But you're you're thinking more like uh, I'm thinking more like country roads. Yeah, like, you're uh, you're yeah. thinking more like uh, you know fucking the good times that's what i'm saying so you're thinking about like a good old southern fried rock yes i am take, thinking take about me that. back then. the thing is is so when i was a kid hammer films 
Yeah. We're always on like uh, the shitty TV show, stuff like that. I got into it. Listen, I have a poster. But Hammer Films. I have a poster of so many Hammer but Films. But where do you. But they're all the same. They're, where, they're do you, kind of, where do you put this Hammer Film in the Hammer Film? Oh, no, no. This is not one of the best. It's down at the no, bottom. No, my, my top Hammer Films are the uh, Lesbian Vampire Trilogy, which is Vampire Lovers. Uh, I can't remember the second one, but Twins of Evil is the third one. But the, those are my very favorite. But the thing is, Hammer Films, they've got uh, Christopher Lee. They've Christopher got, Lee uh, is always up there at the top. And he wasn't like, in this. That, you know, for no, whatever. he wasn't not in this movie. But the, what's, what's the guy? What's the but guy? he's very scary you gotta when help he was me. What's the guy in Star I'm Wars with the sunken in cheeks? Like the first one? Uh, Christopher. Christopher oh uh, Reeves. No. No, he was Christopher way too. Christopher Nolan. No, oh my gosh. I can't remember his name right now. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing was oh, in all these. Yeah. This was not one of those movies. Exactly. I Peter love Cushing. this movie. I give this a high buy. Even though, I mean, maybe because of a lot of nostalgia, maybe because I love the look and feel of all Hammer movies, but that's just me. Yeah. Do you want to do something better next time? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying this this Hammer film, I like. I enjoy Hammer films just fine. No. Yeah. This one left me a little light. Really? How, light, so, a little so light in the No titties, not enough action. What's going on? Not enough action, not enough uh, nudity, not enough blood, not yeah. enough anything. It was more of kind of a story about, hey, bring the ladies up and and they're gonna and drink the. Blood. I knew I knew Ricky would hate this, but I had more of a. I had more of. More I mean, of, it looks great. It looks I, so good. I, I love the look, and that's of what it. I love. I and love, that's. I don't know what the camera thing is that they do, but it looks like, oh, wait a minute. I'm looking through. We've had a couple of movies like that. Yeah, of course. Where it feels like, oh, my God, I am not watching a movie, but I'm part of the movie. But then when it doesn't really do anything, but just go, you know, she's old. She doesn't really go anywhere. She's just hunting for people. I'm not going to gonna lie to you. The, when Ingrid Pitt becomes Ingrid Pitt, very my sexy. boner gets so hard. Very sexy. I'm going to give you some I will not. We go. I will not fucking deny you that yeah. she is very attractive when oh she's gosh. young. When she's old, I go. Well, the thing is, is so. but one cool thing about this movie, she would bathe in the blood of virgins and she would be ugly. She would bathe in the second version, she would get a little uglier and this and that. So there, right. there was that whole thing going it on. It was a back and forth. But I, like, I love this movie. I give this a high buy, you guys. What do you give it? I give it a watch on on. on uh, I feel terrible. Listen, but no, I'm, it I'm going to say matter. I'm not yeah, going to judge it. I'm not just a just a rent or. And a, Ricky hates old movies, so I figured I don't hate all old movies, but I did not enjoy this one. I would oh say pass. He also, they didn't even explain like, oh, she just all of a sudden has this power, like she gets some blood on her. Now all of a sudden, she's just it's a, learning it's about it. It's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. That was kind of silly. I got some nuggets. Countess Dracula was based on a Hungarian countess, Erzbet Bathory. Yeah. Who lived from 1560 Elizabeth to 1614. Bathory. Countess Bathory was allegedly responsible for the deaths of approximately 600 virgin girls, all of which involved torture and gruesome methods of killing. Her atrocities and were And I mostly... wanted to see that little uh, gypsy girl. Well, she was hot. She was hot. In the, in the retard's fucking tent. I Do you know that Elton her... John was in this movie? 
Get the fuck. He was in this movie. He made a cameo around 42 minutes and 30 seconds wearing a white shirt, headgear, seated with three others at the tavern when Nigel Green, Sandor Ellis, and Peter Jeffrey meet the God, if he was that dude in the white makeup, this would be a high buy. No, he was not. He was not. He up going, Saz, let me tell you. I would go, high buy. You know what? Here's the thing. Sometimes I pick a movie for myself, and this was one of those. I love... Anything Ingrid Pitt's in, The Wicker Man, Vampire Lovers, anything she's ever in. Very beautiful in oh Wicker gosh. Man. Yes. And and this. With Nicolas Cage? <sighs> Shut no. the fudge up. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, my gosh. In, no, no, no. Uh, dare I, I say. I, know, th- I expected this from Ricky. I I'll, didn't expect I'll say this. this. I'll say fuck Nicolas Cage. What? Wow. For, for no, his he's amazing. Career. No. Yeah. He's he's a case. certain kind of guy. You just gotta enjoy his thing. Fuck him. You must not enjoy his thing. Have you heard about his new movie that's coming out? Uh, what is it called? Mandy or something? Yeah, yeah, yes, Mandy. Yes. I can't wait to see. I it. just saw Mom and Dad with him in it. Crazy, yeah. amazing. <laughs> By the way, Jenny just got a pillow <coughs> with Nicolas Cage's face on it. <laughs> I'll show it to you. Jesus, why do you want to <coughs> lay at night with that? You can't right because right. it's like one of those things that you push it down. No Nicholas Cage, you push it up. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I'm sorry, you guys. I felt like when I picked this one, this would be mostly for me, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I love this movie. I give it a high buy. I understand. I'll do better next time for you guys. I'm gonna take your feelings into account. Well, that's all we ask for, and that's what I'm gonna do. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I, I you don't have to Ingrid Pitt titty. I'm not gonna lie to you. Even though it was just one time, even though it was just one. Was time. that her that did the? How do? How no, 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 do. no, 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 no. That yeah, was she's hot. No, she was so hot. No, but that was not her. Ingrid Pitt in The Wicker Man was just like she was the librarian or something. Oh, that's right. Who was yeah, like? Oh, yeah. since somebody walked in and yeah, she's t- right. taking a bath and stuff like that. No, I love right. that shit. I love that girl when she was slapping on the door and she's. Can you just do like, a movie with her in it? I'm gonna try. How about how about this? The next movie we do. Why are you trying is, to make my wiener hard right now? Because that feels good. No, because guess why, Shane? Because it's my job to make your wiener hard. <laughs> <laughs> all like right, that so one. that's all we got for the movie. That's all we got for the show. We're done. Yeah. Done. Let me go ahead and remind you people of the question of the episode. What setting in a horror movie automatically adds to the creepiness or scariness for you? Do you have a phobia? Do you have something or other that makes you... Like, do you do you hate clowns? Is the clown movies hate? That's what I'm. That's the kind of shit I'm saying. Right. Shit that makes you automatically get creeped out. You have an aversion to said setting. The bone phone three eight five three five one nine two seven three three eight five three five one nine two seven three. And I want to say thank you guys so much for calling in. Call in call your it answers. In. Call it in. We got two weeks. You got a long time. Call it in. Call it but, in. Call it in. But for the corpse cast, we will catch you guys later. Bye. <laughs> How many people do I have to kill? Before you know I-